Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Black Country Ramble. I am trying so hard to find any level of vigour in my voice and JB already has a smile on his face. Uh, it has been a disastrous week since we last recorded the Black Country Ramble from a West Bromwich Albion perspective. Um, how's it been from a Wolves perspective, JB? Um, I think if we'd have done this podcast pre six o'clock on Tuesday, I would have been in very much the same mood as you. Yeah, or um, even or even one minute before half time on Tuesday. Or even one minute before half time, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. If, we, if we'd have been doing it during live, like we did the Chelsea game, my days, yeah. Mate, if we'd exactly... record if we'd recorded one minute before half time on Tuesday, <laughs> I think I'd have been buzzing. <laughs> but um no, obviously I feel a lot better today than what than what I did pre-Tuesday. But um we are gonna get into it, but it's um it's it's still not roses in the garden. Um, there's still a lot to dig into and and, and discuss around, around performances and tactics. So civil yeah. war at Wolves. Civil has war been. online at has least. Been. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. mate. One, has one been, wins yeah. done a little bit to quash it, but Nuno yeah. Nuno came into a very very shortened price for next manager to get the sack at one point. Well, I messaged you on Saturday night and like I said, I know you get a lot of these in the no accounts and people claiming to know, but there is a guy on a Wolves Twitter who have not known personally, but I've followed him for years and years and he has pulled a few rabbits out of the hat before the Neves signing, the Fosun takeover, the yeah. Semedo signing. And he, he he put out Saturday night that he, he uh, that, that Nuno was going. So I was I was convinced at one point that he was, but um, yeah. he, he held on. He, 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 he somehow managed to pull I don't think it was Nuno himself that pulled the result out of the bag on Tuesday. It was just fate and luck. David Luiz. Um, David Luiz, yeah. <laughs> refereeing decisions, etc. Yeah. But um, but yeah, like I said, mate, I, I'm slightly better than what I was, but I still think there's there's a lot to talk about and get into around the way we are as a team. But I am a bit better than For you, sure. mate. Yeah, no, I'm sure you are. But let, let's stay with Wolves, just so I can put our okay, hands to talk about Albion for a little while. Um, <laughs> you, you alluded to the fact there are some problems. And since we last recorded, Wolves have played twice. The first of those games was against Palace. Um, Wolves have played Palace three times now. And the first two times um, made Palace look very, very ordinary. Um, yep. And then turned in just a sort of par for the course performance for how Wolves have been playing the last couple of months. It, I, I, very, again, I think very I, toothless. I, 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 yeah, again, I think you're being polite again. I, I, it, it was awful, <laughs> mate. It was it was yeah. awful. We we literally the first half we well, we didn't have a shot on goal. Like our XG mm. was none. Our XG was none. Forget like one shot off target. Like like Moutinho scoring into the Rosette or whatever. Yeah. You know, at least at least at least have. It was a zero XG, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, that, yeah. and I'm not, you know, but like, I mean, I, and I was livid. It was, it was toothless. It was boring. It was inept. Mm. It was just diabolical. And I sat at half time with my brother George, going, "Oh, you can only get better second half." Um, and in a way, it did we were slightly better? But obviously, as they scored that goal, um, what a baller! But, yeah, great, great player. I'll be honest yeah. with you, I still don't. But I still think Patricia should have done better with it. It had a lot of power behind it, granted, but it was pretty much straight at him. Not having the best season, is Patricio? He, no, no, he's not. He, he's more than made up for it on on in the first half. Um, yes, in the Arsenal uh, game. Uh, in the Arsenal yeah. game. But yeah, I still think there were there arguments. Oh, no, it was a great shot. Too much power. You can't make about that. But for me, I've seen Patricia save harder shots and, and more difficult efforts than that before. And, and any, yeah, any time a goalkeeper gets anything on or even nearly gets anything on a, a shot, they're going to want to 
they're going to want to have saved I, I, it. I just felt it was quite close. I just felt it was quite close to his body. Yeah. Um, it was it was within like he sort of it almost went through his hands in a way yeah, or through his arms. Mean, yeah. So that was more, it was not like he stretched to it and got his fingertips to it. It was it, it within his arm length. Yeah. Um. Okay. And after that, we went at them. You know, uh, William Hosset. Um, There's no you know, T, it, it, but. Yeah. Oh, is it not? Is it not? Jose, like... Oh, Jose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, the I've been going around the, saying Jose. Yeah, the Jota is, is Spanish and the J, I think, is Portuguese, like João Moutinho. Like right, that. Matt, I can, I can barely speak English, so I yeah, think we'll just go with William Jose. Yeah, but, um... William Jose is fine, but I think... Because <laughs> Mourinho, for example, in that documentary... Um, that Spurs on all or nothing. I think yeah, it was all or nothing. Yeah, he, yeah. he walks up to Tanganga, who nearly signed for the Albion last week. Tanganga and says, you know, "Can you tell me your name properly? Because I hate when people pronounce my name wrong." And he says, it, "It's Tanganga." And he says, "Tanganga." And he says, "Yeah, yeah, Tanganga." He says, oh, "Okay, okay, okay." I hate when people pronounce my name wrong. It's Jose, Jose. Ah, okay. It's not Jose, Jose. Jose, and then like he walks off into the distance. <laughs> Since that moment, I've thought, right, I'm going to make an effort to never pronounce that wrong again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say that it would be um, Willian Jose, but okay, who, William who Jose. Who knows? Who, who knows? cares? Who cares? Who cares? Nobody listens looks, to this. Cares? You know what? He, he looks a good player anyway. He looks a good player. He look. He looks like what we need. He had a couple of chances. Uh, Keeper made a couple of good saves. We went at them a little bit more second half, but again, it wasn't in the, pa- in the Palace game. We, yeah. In the Palace game, so I'm on about. Yeah, we went one 0 down. We haven't got a choice to go at them, you know. Um, but it was just disappointing. It, it, it was really, really poor, and and sort of. Obviously, I saw a lot of anger online after the Albion game, but I think that was more sort of raw emotion to lose into your two rivals. Yeah. And kind of a lot of it was kind of emotion based. Whereas yeah. what I found after the Palace game, and I felt it myself, to be honest with you, was no. Lack it's of beyond faith. Cre- massive lack of faith. This isn't an, mm. an emotional thing. This, this, is, this is a guy, this is a team that, that are winless in nine now. Um, that are looking devoid of ideas, that have lost all their identity, that the, the manager looks lost. Um, and in yeah. any other walk of life, when I say another walk of life, sorry, I, I said that wrong. In any other team, any other uh, manager, they would be massive, massive, massive questions. And there's, like I said to you before, because of what Nuno's done for us as a club and, and up to recently, there's always been that, ah, it doesn't matter, it's new now, it's new now. But actually, you have to be realistic and go, actually, there were massive questions to be asked. And I think if, if, if Nuno had gone Saturday night, as gutted as I'd have been because of what he's done and kind of the emotional side, I'd have gone, you know, it's probably the right call. That's how I felt. That, that's how <laughs> that's, I felt Saturday night. That's ludicrous. That's how I felt I, Saturday I, it night. It stuns me that Wolves fans are sat there thinking yeah. that. It is... It is. I don't... Uh, it's all well and good saying, oh, forget the happy clapping. We, you know, we're giving ourselves yeah. a ceiling if we if we admit that Nuno you know, can do no wrong, whatever. He's yeah. the best thing to happen to your club in three generations. He's the best thing to happen to Wolves since the 50s. Better than Bully um, by a mile for what he's achieved for the club. Steve Ball never got you to the top division and Nuno did it in one year and then he got you to Europe. That is a man who has given so much to the fans. And it, it's actually so surprising to see them turn around and say, oh, well, you know, thanks for the memories, Nuno. But, you know, we, we could do with a win in this random Premier League season where we're not really going to achieve anything anyway. Why Why are you getting so irate? Not mm. you personally. Why, why is anyone getting irate? Just write the season off. You're not going to finish in Europe. You're going to stay up. 
and go again next season. That that's the yeah. That's the end of it. I for think me. people. I, th- I think in I think in a way people are almost more emotionally invested. And it, some people made some really good points actually. Um, really good points on Twitter, and, and and they said the thing is at the moment, everyone's emotions, the way they look at football at the moment, is really different actually to how it's previously been been looked at. And I was like, what do they mean by that? And then I was reading a bit more, and it made sense. And they said usually when there's fans in the, you would go to the game, you'd watch that pile of shite, you'd come out of the ground, you'd have a few beers, you, you'd dissect the game after the game with your pals, you'd drink the beers on the train yeah. home, and kind of almost like you'd lose that sort of, you'd lose that anger and that whatever through the whole experience of being at the game. Yeah, Whereas by the time now, you're home all, sometimes, yeah. It, it, it's gone and you go, do you know what, it is a new game, you look at how far we've come, bloody, 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 and you rationalise things a lot better. Good point, yeah. And, 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 and at the moment, we literally, we are all, as a nation and as football fans, are sitting in front of a screen, every single one, every single football fan sitting in front of the screen, watch it. And the only thing that we can do is get on social media. Yeah. And that raw, and I think, and I do think a lot of the stuff was here. And well, like I said, I went to bed Saturday night, I woke up to my father, you know, actually, God, I'm glad he hasn't gone sort of thing. You just, <laughs> because you've watched, you've watched that pile of, watched, you watched that pile of crap for the last eight, nine yeah. games. You look, you think we've lost our identity, lost our direction, blah, 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 blah. But actually, it's just a big blip in the road at the moment. Um, but I like think I said, it's I think, that I think, bigger blip. I think. I think. Like, when I say when I say big, when I, well, no, you're, not, you're not the only not, one who thinks that. There yeah, are yeah, there yeah. are many many people who I'm, think. I'm saying nine, think nine massive, games of that. But, nine games of that win to me is a big blip. Nine games of that win yeah, is a big blip. It's a blip, but it's no more than that. It's not a crisis. Yeah. It's not. It's I think. Not I think. I think. I think if I think if Everton, Leicester, Villa, Southampton, um, West Ham, West Ham, any of those that have gone nine games without a win. And drop like a stone, and the performances of maybe Wolves. I think their managers would have had just as many questions. Yeah, agree with that as I well. Agree with that. I, so, but I think so that, I think the difference there is if that was Brucey, it had gone. If that was Brucey at Newcastle, if that was Moyes yeah. at West Ham, if he'd done this at the start of the season, he'd have been gone. Now he wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. If the, Everton would never sack Carlo Ancelotti, um, Ralph Ralph Hasenhutl has come back from a nine nil, and it looks like he's going to have to do the same again. Yeah, he's probably going to have gone twi- um, twice next week. And, and sometimes there is more to be said about what a manager sort of brings holistically to a club. So that's the, the sure. image he gives off, the attraction to players from abroad or whatever. Um, obviously, results are the, are the main thing. And I don't think any of those clubs would sack the likes of Carlo Ancelotti um, or... You know, if Spurs went on a nine-game losing run, I don't know if they'd sack Mourinho because they yeah. have managers who are unequivocally good for them and sure. I think I think Wolves have a manager who is unequivocally good for them no and I agree with you I'm not disputing that and as I say I think having had time to sort of like analyse things that'll be differently and, and read and look at things from a different angle I genuinely it's probably one of the best threads I've read actually and it made, yeah. and it made a lot of things click in mind I thought you know what and he sort of he sort of tallies up with what you've just said a little bit prior when you said about writing the season off and it's a bit of a bizarre yeah. season etc yeah. etc we are all watching this. We've got nothing else to do with our lives apart from put our pure emotion and raw emotion into social media and yeah. text messages and stuff like that. Whereas, yeah. like I say, if you, this season, Kieran, you would have had you'd have had a season ticket. You'd have been going every game. You'd have been with your dad, your brothers, whatever, yeah. in in the boozer, bloody bloody blah. And yeah. yeah, you'd still be annoyed and you'd still be calling, you know, Sam Allardyce. Big fat gravy drinking wanker or whatever, but you probably be probably want to have that. <laughs> well, not, not my words, not on air. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but like you know, you wouldn't have that kind of 
how, yeah. how it sounds to me, but how we've just kicked this no, to the Zoom right. call to the podcast. You're right. That's all we've got in our lives at the moment. We haven't got yeah. that ability to offload it and leave it at the game. So everything seems a lot more and in your face. When you see it online, you go, bloody hell, them Wolves fans are nutters. God, they damn it. Look. It's just because you've got nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, that's, a tangent a little, no, no, not at all. Because I think that's part of the reason we started the podcast because in, in the pub on a Friday night, you would be chatting to Wolves or Albion fans or whatever, and you would you'd have that bit of banter Massively. and it was something that I was really missing. And it, th- that's probably one of the reasons I said, probably it was definitely one of the reasons that we looked to, to get this started just to sort of have that conversation again. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, and get, you know, get guests on, get people involved, have a bit of, the, have a bit of banter, enjoy the yeah. crack. And like, it, that is a massive part of football and you, 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 Spot on. I don't know whose thread that was. Obviously, I've not read it. I'll have to try and follow. I'll have to try and find no, it. It was a really, really good thread. And it made a very me good just point, look yeah. at it from a different angle. But, you know, no, it's spot on. Because usually mm-hmm. now, I'd either be in the booze and watch it, or I'd be at the game, or I'd be on the train, or whatever sort of thing. And by the time you've got home, and you've, 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 you've offloaded to all your mates, and you've you've sank how many cans you've sank, he's kind of like, oh, do you know, I've had a, I've had a, I've had a cracking day <laughs> with me, mates. I've had, yeah. I've had me cracking day. <laughs> like me, mate. But, um, you know, I've had a cracking day with me, mate. Dun, 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 dun. You kind of, and, and you rationalise things a lot better. Yeah. Whereas at the moment, all we've got is Twitter, basically. So, yeah, so, so going back to the Palace game, we, we were really poor, really toothless. Um, and there was a lot of anger and a lot of issues uh, sort of around that weekend because I just, I felt, Numb with just it was yeah. just boring, it was horrendous. So we move oh, on to I Arsenal. Can, I can relate. Yeah, and then we move on to Arsenal and he puts the team out and he's gone fought the back. And I've gone, okay, that's a risk. But you know, when we do go fought the back, we attack with intent. He's got all four attacking players on the pitch: Neto, Pedence, Adama, and William. Jose. Um Jose. And um, I thought, you know what? Let's go for it. Yeah, let's go for it. Mm. And within 11 minutes, we should have been about four-nil down. Um Lacazette had a goal. Uh, sorry, Saka, Saka had a goal offside because of Lacazette's arm. Um, and I'm talking literally like if you can look at the podcast, we're talking yeah. that much. Um, Saka hit the for uh, the benefit post. of the listener. Um, JB <laughs> yeah. put his hand about a quarter of the way up his arm. Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> um, uh, Saka hit the post. Patricia made a couple of really good saves. Granted, we had a couple of chances ourselves. Kilman had a header and Podence had a chance. We had a couple of little chances, but either way, Arsenal were well, well, well on top. Um, and then we get the the penalty. Um, I'm not sure it's we, a penalty. I, I honestly yeah, don't. Yeah, I, we, I, we, I I think it's so unfair that someone who was yeah. clearly not trying to play a man, yeah, uh, trying trying not to make a tackle, he's literally just running towards his own goal. How can that yeah. be a penalty? And how, yeah, and definitely. I, how could it be a red card? Yeah, the red card is never red card in a million years. I think I'm not going to sit here and lie. I think this podcast is all about us. I think if that was given against Wolves, of course I'd have been disappointed. Yeah, but I think. I think ultimately he has kicked him. I'm not saying he's gone for the ball. He was unintentional, absolutely, but he has denied a goal scoring opportunity. So for me, that one's the penalty. Um, but, yes, but it's yeah, never, it's I, never, I can, it's I can never, see that. It's, it's never a red card. Yeah. Uh, the fact it, and the fact it hasn't been rescinded today either. That's that, so that, strange. That, that, that leads, ben Rick at Southampton's had his yeah, red card rescinded. That leads on to a whole different tangent. We could do a podcast based on VAR and FA decisions. Yeah. And and uh, on one thing I've noticed at the moment is clubs requesting not to have referees on their games for a while. That, well, this is Nuno madness. did. Nuno had it. Nuno had his rant and probably yeah. he didn't word it precisely. But Nuno got fined twenty five grand. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And for, 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 for saying he imagine how much he'd been charge. fined if that was Connor Cody getting sent off for Wolves. Imagine well, how mentally they gone at full time. 
Yeah, well, we've had a couple of them before, yeah. but you know, it'd be interesting if Southampton gets some kind of club fine for insinuating that they've requested manager uh, referees not refereeing them. But the yeah. thing is, that the standard of officiating is really, really poor at the moment. It should it's be getting better. Yeah, it's it's on, on the floor, floor mate. So anyway, we moved to the second half and they're down to 10 men. And, and to be fair, We've spoke about playing against 10 men before and things like that, haven't we? Or play yeah. with, with I mean, you know, a worldy five minutes into the second Lisa, half helps. Lisa, but, act, but actually, we actually started off the second half on the front foot. We won yeah. three corners yeah. in the first couple of minutes. We, I was actually, go, we're not sitting back. We're actually going for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moutinho scores an absolute worldy, which was fantastic. I was really strike. pleased for him. What a strike it was. And then, you know, from that moment on, it was all Wolves, all Wolves. I think the second half possession was something like 90% possession, yeah. obviously, because after with 15 the, the minutes to go, with 20 to go, second keeper, which was just, I actually stood, I sat watching it and I was watching it with my miss. I was watching it with my missus, Tanya, and she's quite good at football, to be fair. She's not yeah. brilliant, but she kind of understands. She was like, she was crying with laughter. She was like, that's brilliant. She's, she's what's he doing? And I was like, I was like is that real? I was like, is yeah. that real? It was, it was crazy. It was, but it was I, really I strange because it was like, obviously it's a stupid thing to do. But every time I watch it, I look at it and think, he doesn't have to do it. Uh, no, he doesn't. He just he doesn't don't, don't know what he's doing. He, he doesn't need to be where he is. Like, the, there's no way Wolves are scoring. Like, he can just he's head it, lost. get anything on it. Why does he handle the ball? Whether he thinks whether he thinks he's more central than he is and he thinks Traore oh, is going to get in behind God. him, I really don't know. But, um, but no, the second half, granted, it was against 10 men for about 25 yeah. minutes and against nine men for 20. It was really pleasing the second half was we knocked the ball around well. Trey Orway looked back to his old self. William Jose looks good. I really like the look of him. I'm not saying he's, he's him at his level yet, but he brings that very similar style of play. But he could be a good backup. He's, like he's big, he's years, strong, yeah. he drops in, he links the place, which is it well. I'm really pleased with that addition. So it was a, it was a really pleasing second half, but I have to say it, I think at the moment it papers over as a couple of cracks. It, it, it papers yeah. over. It papers over the discussions that we have had both today and in previous pods. Yeah, um, I'm really pleased. It was a really welcome three points. Um, but I mean, we'll obviously the preview for the for the weekend games. But we have still got to up it massively to to, to Brighton won again. Brighton did win again, which was obviously yeah. a nightmare for yourself. Uh, Burnley. Oh man, no, we're, most... we're not in a relegation battle anymore. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry yeah, about but, that. I, I know, but and, uh, you know, and then obviously Burnley. I know they lost last night, but they're picking up results here and yeah, there yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So nothing. I think I know we're making a joke. They're not relegation battle anymore, but obviously they do technically have a game in hand on you. And once yeah. they've had that game in hand, that then kind of you get that level playing field where you look at where you are. So if they were to get a point, you know, they're picking up points. So for me, it's a really welcome three points. Yeah. Um, We've got like a lot of games coming up, so hopefully that gives us a bit of a kickstart. But I'm not holding my breath, and I hope that doesn't sound too pessimistic. I just I haven't seen enough in the last. I haven't seen enough since the Arsenal away game, when yeah. we played really, really well. When him, since early December, we have been really, really poor for two months. Yeah, so, so I, I think I think I'm, all of the all of what's come up and including the Palace game is not eradicated by 45 minutes against nine and then on. 10 men. Spot, like I, yeah, yeah, I, think, I think people getting carried away with the positivity, I'm oh, doing exactly that, getting a bit carried away. And those who think Nuno out, Nuno out, Nuno out, there are teams who would have folded at 1-0 as well. So... Yeah, yeah, sure. Not, I, yeah, it's it, that game doesn't tell us anything. Like that, that no, game no, no. Was, a, was a freak game with a strange decision by the referee and the goalkeeper, which has basically sure. made it... An, a freak result. What will be more interesting is Wolves going forward, as you say, JB. Absolutely. Next, next few games where yep. where they go. 
Um, do we have to talk about Albion? No, but I'm going to just throw a crazy <laughs> stat at you. I'm going, to, I'm going to throw a crazy stat at you because I'm talking about pessimist. Uh, sorry, uh, positive. pessimism. I was about to say, po- to say pos- positivistic. Then I meant to say opti- optimistic Wolves fan. I've okay, seen some. I've seen, a, I've seen a Wolves fan tweet. Did it really make me laugh? It made me chuckle. Because obviously, you know, we know we've got away with murder against the Arsenal, and, and someone put out. Um, the thing is, you know, obviously we've got the win today and it's, you know, hashtag Nuno in and all this nonsense, like stupid, because there was never really a Nuno out brigade. It was just people questioning it, really. And uh, it was like, but the thing is, if we win our next three games, we're, we're on the same amount of points than what we were last season after the same, like, same points, same games that we were last season. And I thought, Jesus wept. I thought, what makes you in any world think we're going to win three games the <laughs> after what we've just suffered for the last two months? And it's, oh, listen, no. it's great, the optimism. But uh, no, like I said, that just made me chuckle. But yeah, I, no, think it's about time. We, we, I think it's about time we switched over the A41. Yeah. And uh, No, no, but to be fair, that's a nice segue because if we win our next 10 games, you know, we'll stay up. Absolutely, mate. Easy as that. <laughs> <laughs> God, at least you can laugh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm laugh. genuinely doing the maths in my head. Would we stay up if we won 10 games? What you, what you want? We, 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 yeah, we'd be, we'd yeah, be on yeah, 40, 40, 40, 40, 41, 42. We'd be on 42, 42 then. Two points. Yeah. God, uh, I'd take that now. God, can imagine that. Can imagine if you were just won 10 games. Imagine if you won 10 games. Start on Sunday. <laughs> be amazing. Oh, oh good. The, oh, um, mate. So, yeah. take, so a, take us to the following game. Albion's dip. Um, continued against Fulham and Sheffield United. Uh, the really disappointing thing was that we were ahead in both games. When we went down under uh, Pulis Pardew more that season, that was the worst relegation we've had. We've had we've had some shameful relegations, um, but it's never that bad once it's done, kind of thing. The the problem is the is is this point now where you where you are pretty sure you're going to be relegated, but you're not mathematically relegated and you're sort of heading towards disaster. And that lasted a very, very long time under Alan Pardew. Um, and one of the hallmarks of that season, as all Albion fans will remember, was we gave Leeds away. And we'd go 1-0 up and people would think, finally, it's clicking. Oh, it's one all. Oh, we're, two, oh, we're three, oh, three or four, one down. What? How did that? I meant that was every week and it just happened over and over again. Um, and in the championship, um, it was actually something that we did really well whenever we went down a goal or whenever we got ahead, we seemed to either turn games on the head or we, or we did well and, and held on. And that is a hallmark of a successful side. So to see that creep back in is so disappointing. It, I mean, we've had it all season. Like we, we had it against Chelsea. Um, who else did we go one nil up against? Probably nobody, really. But it's I'm, I'm, tr- from I'm three, trying to think. Three nil, three nil up against Chelsea. Two one up against Fulham. One nil yeah. up against Sheffield United. There's nine points we should have had. If we had nine points onto us. Europe still. Yeah, oh, 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 it's, oh, it's, 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 it's a different, yeah. different kind of. So, so, so to go, so to have gone a goal up in both games, and not come away with three points from either is um is the nail in the coffin mathematically we're not relegated but how do you come back from that our only hope and we'll we'll do a bit of a, a discussion on the transfer window our only hope is the couple of new signings are revelationary and even then are we going to 
get to 35 points it's going to look at least like it's going to be 35 points yeah. with with all of a sudden people are getting results yeah. that that's yeah, come from yeah. nowhere everyone's been talking about this. oh 31 points will do you you know you only need to get to 30 or something like that and then bang out of nowhere burnley brighton palace Newcastle, Palace, yeah, these so, results yeah. are coming out. Wolves as well. You're yeah, yeah, three yeah, points no, you closer to, to three that. Points, yeah. Absolutely, um, absolutely. It's all of a sudden the the lands the goalposts have shifted. Really, the landscape's changed. Um, Sheffield United are, get, are getting wins out of nowhere. Yeah, and the interesting yeah. thing is, Sheffield United will now be looking at your Brightons, your Newcastles, your uh, your Burnleys, and saying, "Can we catch them?" And, yeah, and, yeah. and there'll be a bit of belief. We've got more points than Sheffield United, but we're not thinking that anymore. Uh, so, I, so I'm not saying we're relegated, but I don't see how you come back from here. I, I, this is rock bottom. The, to to have gone to have gone into these games as we've spoken about at yeah. length, needing at least four points, probably six. I said on the podcast last week, to not have gotten four, to not have even gotten three, to not have even gotten two draws. That's that's yeah. That's the it, end. It, it, yeah. It, it's yeah. Obviously, it's staying the obvious. Obviously, the, the the worst case scenario would have been two losses. Obviously, but it it's it's the it's the Thanks, next JP. worst thing. Thanks, like, no, yeah, yeah, no, you know it, it's yeah. it's. No, you are yeah, right. It, it, it is a, it is a point. Yeah, I, I, if I, I, that I know, was a point against City and Arsenal or whatever, or I'm trying to think who else we've played listen, recently, then maybe it's different. But we have literally, like I said, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before. We. we We've spoke about it at length, like you say, and we we have literally said these next two games are your season. Yeah. One um, thing we also said, and I'm pinning my hopes onto it, was the next right. eight the next eight games are our season. Uh, yes. So yeah, there's still absolutely. six of those to go, and you know, Spurs and Man United aside, there's four very winnable games in our next month, six weeks, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I, it's I don't bit, know. It, we mathematically we're not relegated, but the 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 really worrying thing was the first half against Fulham and the second half against Sheffield United. Yeah. We were made to look like we didn't deserve to be in the same league as these teams. Yeah. Well, well we touched on it, didn't we, just before we started recording, uh, uh, as the listeners may or may not know. I think for the first time this season, Wolves and Albin have, have had two games on the trot where we've yeah. both played on the same day at the same kickoff time, which just meant that I haven't been able we to couldn't watch, watch the Albin games. Yeah. Couldn't watch it. So we've I've only seen highlights, on. yeah. I'll have to go and highlight. Um, I've spoke. My old man watched the the Albion game. Um, chose to chose to watch the Albion game over the Wolves game at the weekend, which was a wise decision. Yep. Um, Always a wise decision. Absolutely. And then I've got obviously got a lot of Albion mates whose opinions that I trust who have spoke to about the, the Sheffield United game. The only the only things that I can throw at you, Kim, you can go, yeah, agree on or, or not agree. Um, is my dad's words were, and you can imagine my old man saying this, Kieran, in in in, in the way that he says things. He says that first half. Uh, against Fulham was the worst performance that I've seen ever from a side in the Premier League. That was my dad's words. Um, and then the then the Sheffield United game, the general consensus that I got was a couple of the lads. I've seen like the, the, the reply to the Albion tweet saying we've lost two and like saying they deserved it. They battled us. They they, they they wanted it more. Um, and that's the and that I'll be honest with you. Apart from the highlights of the goals. I did see the, yeah. the Ramsdale save from the, the, the Robinson chance. It would have been offside anyway, yeah, wouldn't he? Yeah. Um, but like, that's all I've got to throw at you, mate, really. I, can't, I don't know yeah. much else. I haven't so, really read any reports or anything. So you can sort of go back at me on that because I haven't so really got much else to add. What your dad said there, that's the worst performance he's ever seen. 
worst half of a, a yeah, game yeah. that he's ever seen for Premier League team. Um, I think that would be without a shadow of a doubt, 100% true, had we not turned performances in like the Leeds first half and <laughs> yeah. the Man City first <laughs> half already this season. Yeah, but I think, <laughs> yeah, I think we've got the top three <laughs> of all time all this season. No, oh, I agree. God. I agree wholeheartedly yeah. with uh, that. It was, it really I mean, I looked, was that, that kind of pantheon, that all-time disaster classes. Well, I, like, that's I looked, how bad I, that first half yeah. was. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at the because I was watching the Wolves game. I know you can't go on stats and live stats, but I was looking at the stats. And at one point, they had like I think you were forty odd minutes in. They had like seventy nine percent possession, eight or nine shots, and you hadn't even had a shot yeah. on goal. Could, not that I'm slagging that. Not not that I'm slagging that off because we didn't have no. a shot on goal at all in the first half. No, mate, we 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 put like Fulham are there to be got at, and yes, they they pass the ball around quite well, and they've got some nice players further forward, but. Fulham are there to be got at. You can score goals, as we showed in the second half, and yeah, we just yeah. didn't try. And for whatever reason, and every Albion fan can see this, why are they chucking a back three? Yes. We haven't got the players to do that. It's mindless. I think he was trying to match up Fulham's system. And it's like, yeah, yeah. What, what are you playing at? One good result this season was a back four against Wolves and, and the likes of the... Um, Liverpool draw back four our good performance against West Ham back four where's he plucked the back three out of and and it was the exact same problem as and I think we were actually playing in the back four on this particular day but it was the same problem as when we were playing Newcastle and all the players seemed to get sucked to one part of the pitch do you remember that early goal against Newcastle yeah yeah, yeah that, everybody yeah. gets sucked to yeah, the right hand yeah. side and then there's a ball just outside the left back and then it was an open goal to pass into sure it's the same thing against Fulham but it happened three times against Fulham and we were lucky to yeah. only be one nil down he ditched the back four, uh, sorry ditched the back three after 22 minutes or something like that he really yeah. sort of realised he'd uh, made a boo boo hands up yeah yeah, yeah. By which point it was it was a bit late in the first half, um, but it it paid off in the long run, um, making that change. And after half time, Vidyanya came on. Um, he looked <laughs> looked like a handful. Um, he got good. an assist. Yeah. yeah, he got an assist um, and was very good at sort of progressing us up the pitch, which is something we we lacked massively in the first half. We really should have held on to that though. Um, Fulham were. We're on the floor, confidence-wise, at 2-1. They'd offered nothing, and they brought Harrison Reed and Cavalero on. Um, I think it was Cavalero they brought on. Yeah, it was, because he, he scored. Yeah. It was the two substitutes combining. Yeah. They brought Cavalero and Harrison Reed on. Um, Harrison Reed puts this deep cross in. It was a world-class cross, and Cavalero can't miss. And it's like, what? how have we let them back into this game they were they yeah. the way they were playing and in that period in the second half after we went 2-1 up was like we played in the first half they were just yeah, yeah. They had no ideas they were inept to use a word you used earlier um, so to not hang on to that was criminal but all would have been forgiven if we'd held on to the win at Sheffield United but the way yeah. we came out in the second half at Sheffield United wow I have never seen such a disparity between two teams where one is playing like they are ahead and one's playing like they're behind. Sorry, uh, like switched on, uh, switched yeah, the other yeah, way yeah. around. It's like a roll switched reversal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that Sheffield United ran so hard and fought for every single ball. And yes, they scored a really, really jammy goal. I've got to say that their first goal, we, we blocked a, 
a shot. Four players have convened around the ball and somehow Jaden Bogle has... I don't know how he's found the corner. I really don't. And he's put it near post. And I was thinking, right, if he's meant that, that's that's brilliant. That's top class. But even so, we've got four players between Jaden Bogle and the goal and it's gone in. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. However, they were turning the screws so much that they were going to score. And then they scored again from the exact same thing. Um, yeah. Dara has got to be stronger for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 100%. McGoldrick. Is it McGoldrick? McGoldrick. It's McGoldrick. One of the two big lads. Yeah, I can't think. I and tell you what, I've got. Sharp does I've, what Billy Sharp I've, does. I've got to say, I mean, I, I um, when we, obviously when we went two one up early doors second half, and obviously they were down to ten men and down to nine, men, I knew we were going to yeah. win that game. Yeah, I knew we were going to win that game. So actually, I made a concept effort of flicking onto the Albion game um, yeah. as much as I could. Um, I, I, I like that McBurney, you know. I yeah, like he him. I, I, he handful. came on at half time, JB, yeah, and he changed the game it. for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I watched little probably intermittent, intermittent sort of three, yeah. four minute spells of the game and flicked back. And every time it was just Sheffield United bombing forward, chasing long ball. Even, I mean, I watched, I put yeah. it on at 90 odd minutes. So you and they were still kick. working harder than us, weren't they? And their their left back, no, their right back as as I think you've I think you've launched something into the into the, yeah. the box. They made it clear. Their right back has oofed it really high in the air over the halfway line. And McBurney's got your two centre halves up his arse, and he's brought the ball down out the yeah, air. Yeah, held it up, brought others into play, and that was at like ninety two minutes. Yeah, they, like, they were they like, were so you know, good. Like it's like fair play. Fair I, play I've yeah. said numerous times in this podcast. Um, and I'm not the only person to say this. This is not yeah. um, revolutionary. They are so much better than so many teams in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. They are. They are not the worst team in the league. They went on a, a torrid run, and they've suffered with injuries a little bit. Um, and it's probably going to be too a bridge too far for them. But they are good enough to to win six or seven of the next ten games. They they are that yeah. good. They could do that quite feasibly. So I wouldn't be surprised if they run it very very close. Um, yeah, and sure. We, and we probably finish bottom, um, unless Sam can some can turn summon something. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of it, really. On the on the two games, the the most disappointing thing was to have thrown the leads away because that was a real throwback to dark dark times as, as an album bit, bit, bit of PTSD. Yeah, for sure. Um, and this time, I don't think Darren Moore would even take the job if Albion offered it to him because he's flying with Doncaster. Yeah, he's, he's very, doing very well, well in League One. Yeah. really well. I'm, yeah. I, I'm so glad to see that as well because, um, I mean, we, it wasn't when we were doing the podcast, obviously. Um, it was a long time ago now. But when we sacked Darren Moore, I was, I was so confused. <laughs> So yeah. confused. So and, and, and you try and yeah, you try and reconcile it with the club a bit like the Billich one say, Oh well he hadn't won in a while, you know, we don't know if he was going to be able to turn it round, blah blah blah. To not looking back at it, to not give Darren Moore till the playoffs is just bizarre. Yeah, it's mental into that. And that, now he's mental. showing his class low, lower down. Um anyway, yeah, yeah, that's all water under the bridge. Um and it does feel like a little bit of um a little bit of a difficult week to talk about the present. Um, yeah. So there's a bit of past talk. And the only thing Albion can really cling on to now in the immediate future is that our signings uh, make a difference. We did some business. We yeah, did some did. business. We did. Um, obviously, Mbidiania came in uh, the game before the deadline. So he's played twice. 
Um, like I alluded to earlier, he does look quite bright. Um, he looks as if he's going to offer that outlet that, that Sam likes to play with. Then on deadline day, we've signed two players who aren't, aren't your sort of stylish sign-ins that are going to rip up trees, but it's exactly what our midfield needed. Um, so yeah. I was actually really pleased to see uh, Ainsley Main and Niles come in. And okay, I'm not sure how you pronounce his surname. Suzulu. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go yeah. with okay. Um, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. So to see those two names come in was fantastic. But I, I actually said to you, uh, it's it's crazy that, that our biggest two games of the season, the Fulham and Sheffield United game, have come at a time just before we can get these players in. It's like, it's yeah. we are not a team who needs any more bad luck. We don't yeah. need any bad luck to get relegated. We've been bad enough regardless. But for God's sake, like, could we not have signed them two days earlier so they were fit to, yeah, to, 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 to play? Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? I mean, it's a good... It I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't know anything about the lad, the lad who's come from... Is it Celta Vigo? It is Celta Vigo. Yeah, yeah, Celta Vigo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously, Maitland Niles. Well, he was on the verge of signing for us in the summer for twenty-five yeah. mil. It, it was it was reported as a done deal at one yeah, point no, in the was, summer. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I haven't seen much of him. He hasn't really played much, has? Well, he did. No, he had, that, that, well, that's the reason why they decided the, the move towards Southu because he had a storm in the um, yeah, in the yeah. FA Community, the Shield, community Shield final, yeah. and then he started yeah, the season well, yeah. and, he, and he got yeah, his yeah, England so call up. He did, and and so that's the reason why it fell through. Mm. Um, so the boy's got pedigree, you know. He, he's gonna yonder, yeah. he, he's he's gonna add a, a far more class than we've already got in that squad. Um, uh, it just could be a little bit too late. Like, as I say, I've got no idea about the other lad, what kind of midfielder he is, whether he's uh, a sitter, uh, a box to box. I don't know. You'll have to yeah. lie to me. Um, from just looking at um, who scored and looking at the kind of player he yeah. is, he, he breaks play up, and it's a lot of yeah. it's a lot of sort of. Um, short passes and just keeps things ticking and yeah. is basically there to disrupt a bit like Claudio Jakob was for Albion. Jakob, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he, God, we could do with Claudio Jakob now. <laughs> um, he was great at what he used to do. Um, so if if he does do that, then we are looking for a player like that, really. We, we've got Conor Gallagher who likes to get himself about, but week after week after week, I'm watching that lad try his heart out, but running around like a headless chicken. Um, he's got, he's very naive. He's got no sense of, um, I mean, it's a bit harsh. He's got no sense of tactical awareness, but he's got no sense of game management and now and your tactical now. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny you say that one of the moments I remember that, I remember watching the, the, uh, Albion, uh, West Ham game and I can't remember whether he, I think we were at one all, I think he was at one all. I think Antonio had already scored and Conor Gallagher had an absolutely glorious chance. And I felt the way that he, that ball was naive and I still remember yeah. that chance. He kind of tried to slice across it in the box and all he had to do was literally just hit it side foot. Yeah. I, I remember watching it because I remember thinking, how has he missed that? And I watched it on slow-mo replay and everything. So I thought, oh, well, yeah. it looks easier than it did in real life. And he's a good player. Listen, oh, me and when Kirko was on, we both spoke yeah, about Conor yeah, Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a good player. Conor Gallagher will but, go on to play at a higher level. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think but, he's got um, massive potential, yeah. 
but yeah, that miss against West Ham when you were one all, and I yeah. thought if he'd have been a couple of years older, a little bit more now saw or experience about him, he'd have known how to have hit that shot. Yeah, and I think the way he kind of tried to slice into it almost a bit willy nilly. I thought that's yeah. a little bit of an experience. And I think another thing, inexperience wise, with Conor Gallagher was twice against Fulham, he dived for a or he didn't get booked, Drop. so they weren't that blatant, but dived for penalties um, rather than trying to get a cross in. Or one of the times yeah, he yeah. practically threw on goal and he cuts really? back looking for the contact in the area. Um, and that's he's been booked for diving twice this season in the penalty area. He's yeah. had a penalty overturned against Man United, and then there was oh, twice yeah, yeah. where he's gone down looking for contact. Um, and I don't mind that you, you get penalties that way, that's fine, but don't dive and don't waste opportunities to, to turn the sure. score. We were 2 1 up against Fulham at the time, and we could have gone 3 1 up, but he, he tries to go down under. Basically, did, did, no did, pressure. Yeah. Do you think Maitland Niles is going to come in as like as, as a right back sort of thing? Do you think he's going to come no. in as a midfielder? So one of the conditions or a, a, um, an informal condition really of his signing is that he plays in midfield. Um, okay. He wants, yeah, he wants game time, and the club Arsenal want him to have game time in midfield. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's a case of. He'll play 60 minutes in the midfield and then we might bring a Conor Gallagher or Romain Sawyers on and yeah. say, uh, Ainsley Mate and I'll go out to right back and we'll take Darnell Furlong or, sure, um, sure. or Daro Shea off. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see that quite a lot, but generally or more often than not, he will play as a midfielder, apparently. I I am pleased we've signed Maitland-Niles as well. I think that that's a tidy start to a midfield. I wouldn't want to see just those two in a midfield too, though. I wouldn't mind yeah, sure. if Pereira was was sort of a free roll in front of them. Uh, that might be how we see it. Um, but yeah, that, that, our, our only hope this season, our absolute last chance saloon, Hail Mary, is that these three signings are class. That's yeah, our yeah. only hope. That, that Diania, um, OK, and Angela Maitland-Niles changed the game. And we start to pick up points uh, in games where we shouldn't be because we aren't picking up points in the games where we should. And yeah, so it's it's an okay window really um, with the financial constraints that we've spoken about in previous podcasts. But it's it's come too little, too late. Deadline day absolutely didn't did us no good. We needed those players two weeks earlier. Um, yeah. However, better late than never. That kind of thing. Yeah, sure, absolutely. So you, you, Wolves did only sign one player. We did. We only signed William. Um, and we've touched on William Josette. Um, verdict after two games? So, hard to tell. Obviously, he hasn't scored yet. Um, he has had a couple of chances. I wouldn't say clear cut chances. He, he, he won the penalty, player. though, didn't he? He, won, he won the yeah. penalty. And, and he, he had a he, he, for the looks of it, he likes a shot from outside the box. He's got a, he's got a bit of a sting with a right foot by the looks <laughs> of it. So he likes a shot. So I can see him firing one of them in actually soon. But he looks a good player. He looks strong. He looks confident. There's a few times where, you know, the ball's come come to him with his back to goal, two centre-halves around him. He shrugged them off, held it off, pinged it out to to, to, to the right back. He looks just the kind of player that we need to fill the gap for Jimenez. Um, he doesn't look quite as pacey as Jimenez. Jimenez, Jimenez when he gets going, he, he's pretty pacey. He doesn't look like yeah. he's got... Um, I mean, he did have a few yards on Louise and uh, Bozzi, the centre-half for Arsenal. So I know he got in behind them for the holding. penalty sort of thing, but holding, that was it. He's had a good season, by all accounts. Yeah. But... Um, 
yeah, no, he look, he looks a good player. I'm confident that he 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 will score and he will it will be just what we need to see us through to the end of the season. I'm I'm not going to see Tim and Light. I would have liked to have seen us brought in a couple more reinforcements, particularly at the back, yeah. Yeah. Um, and even in midfield. I know it's greedy, but I, 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 obviously we are a lot more compact and solid, and we know what we're doing with five in the back. Um, but at the moment, the way that we play five at the back, it isn't particularly pretty on the eye. Um, so when we do play four at the back, I kind of I, I do sort of pull, oh, actually, do you know, at least it's going to be entertaining because we, we, we do attack and play differently yeah. four at the back. But at the moment when we are playing four at the back, like we did against Arsenal, he, he's still persisting with Cody in the four. And Cody does worry me in a four, he does. Um, you know, it's obvious teams target him. You know, Cody was targeted all game against Palace. He was targeted all game. Um, there was one time when um, Zaha turned him inside out in the box and literally the ball just happened to take a bobble off the grass because the pitch was really saturated. <laughs> and he just and he just nicked off Cody's ankle. Yeah. And, 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 and it would otherwise, if the pitch hadn't been in that way, it would have been a penalty. Cody yeah, would have took him yeah. down, but it just happened. To, he, didn't, he didn't meet the ball with, with good time. And, yeah. and team, teams in a four, sorry, when, when we're in a four, teams seem to target him. Cut, yeah. target him. Uh, you know, Saka was literally just on him all the time in that first half. And it worries me because when you play, say, if Leicester on Sunday, even if they're without Vardy, you know, Ian Nacho, Justin, is it Justin Jones, the the, the young lads? James uh, Justin. James Justin, sorry. Yeah. James Madison obviously plays in a very advanced yeah. role. It worries me with Cody in a four. Um, I would love to see Bolly and Sorry. It's a very good a, game. Uh, I so think that'd be a great game, the Leicester game. You think it will be so? I think it'll be a great game, I, yeah. I, I, I do. I think I actually think it's going to be. I think it's going to be really open. I think it's going to be. We've got a really good record against Leicester, actually. Apart yeah. from obviously the early on in the season, we've always we've, we've had results against them since we've come up. Um, granted, they are a different animal to the past season we've played them. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I do. I think I think I think it's I think it's set up. I think we will have some confidence going in. I think he will stick with that attacking four. Um, I do. I say Saïs is injured at the moment. I really think. I mean, he played Kilman left back against um, Arsenal, and Kilman had an absolute torrid time. Yeah. He had an absolute torrid time for ninety minutes. Well, yeah. not for ninety minutes because the second half, obviously, we were camped in there half. But for that yeah. first half, he was he was he was he was torn apart. So he can't play there again. I can't wait for Johnny to be back. I mean, he's back on the yeah. training ground. He's involved. So I'm hoping he's only a couple of weeks away. When he's back, it's going to be a different kettle of fish because that solves a lot of our issues because teams target that left hand side at the moment. But um, no, I suppose we've kind of like tangented onto the, the yeah. No, it's a lovely segue. Yeah. It was a lovely little segue. But no, I agree. Oh, we've done this I, before. I, think, I know. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a really good game. I think we will be more attacking. I think if, even if we do get five at the back, um, I think he, he will he will find a way to play the four attacking midfield players. Um, but I think he'll go, I think he'll go be four at the back again. I do think he'll stick with four at the back. Yeah. Um, if Saïs is back, like I said, I would love to see Saïs. Either I'd either see like to Kilman brought inside next to Bolly, and then Saïs left back because he has played there before, or at least Saïs given given a run alongside Bolly in a four. Yeah, which I know Connor Connor Cody's our captain, yeah. our leader, and he's been amazing, and he's still a great player. I'm not saying I'm not one of these. Oh yeah, of course, fans or yeah. whatever. But I, he just worries me in a four. Um, but yeah, I think he's set up to be a really good game. Obviously, Leicester potential without Vardy and Indeedy. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, listen, they're still full of quality players. They're not second in the league or third um, in in the league for no for, for no reason. You know, yeah. they are chasing they are chasing the title. They are going to finish top four, in my opinion. 
Um, yeah. You know, they're a, qual- they're a quality side. But when you get at them and, you, and when you get at them and you try and match the way that they play, you only have to look at what Leeds did to them the other night and show that they, 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 they are there for the taking. I'm not in for any... I'm not in any way suggesting we are going to do that, what Leeds did the other night. But uh, I agree. I think it'll be a really good game of football for the neutral to watch. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm just, yeah. No, I'm, no. I'm, pro, I'm procrastinating. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it will be a nice game to watch. I think it'll be quite open because Leicester are, no matter who they're playing, they're quite attacking. And Wolves are trying to transition to a more attacking style of play. Could be goals. Um, or it could equally be nil nil. Like <laughs> no, you, you never know with Wolves. Yeah, it's a, could be it's such a, I know such a strange team to watch at times. Like, um, very, can very. I get a score prediction? Oh, see, I know, obviously I know we do this every week, and it's dead funny. It's funny because I've, I've even been at work thinking about the score prediction today because I just really <laughs> don't know which way to go. My, my heart tells me that we're going to get results. Just, just we're going to we're going to kick on. We're going to kick on from 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 Wednesday, even though we were lucky and. You know, fate conspired to favour us, kind of thing. And yeah, my heart says we're going to go and go on a run, but I just think it's about honesty in this podcast. And I yeah. just think less. I just think Leicester will have too much for us. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go Leicester. I'm going to go Leicester three one. And I don't, I don't like saying that because I don't think I've predicted a result like that in this podcast yet. But I just think I just think when teams go at Wolves, sometimes we do look a bit vulnerable. Um, and I haven't yeah. seen enough. Of, I haven't seen enough of us going forwards to counter that threat, if that makes sense. In the past, when we've looked vulnerable, yes, yeah. I felt, you know, if, if we concede two, the Leicester game when we beat, when we beat him 4-3 and Jota scored that chicken, he scored in the last minute, that game was two and fro, two and fro. And whenever we went behind, I always felt we'd had something to go back at them. And I've always felt like that up until this season. Um, yeah, I think Jimenez, that's, that's, a lot of it does come down to Jimenez not being there. Yeah, ma- ma- he's, he's almost worth a goal every week, like yeah. whether it's a goal or an assist. Like he's that big for Wolves. So I, I can see, I can see Leicester, I can see Leicester sort of going two 0 up, and then us getting one back in the sort of the the sixtieth minute, and then us sort of trying to go at them, and then Leicester sort of catching us in the last five minutes. So, something on those yeah, lines. And, like I said, my heart, my heart, my heart says Wolves. Two one, something like that. We're going, going a bit of a run now, sort of thing. But I've got to be honest to go with my head. I just think Leicester will have a bit too much, so I'll, I'll go three one Leicester. Yeah, interesting. I think, I think the same, um, but I don't want to say the same score line. So I'm going to go two one Leicester. Glad you didn't I'm say four one. I know. I thought about it. <laughs> I thought about three two as well. Um, yeah, yeah, but no, yeah. I, I think Leicester will edge it, but I think it will be a close game. I think two one. Um, yeah. So. On to Albion against Spurs. This will be a really interesting game for Albion because I think the team that played against Sheffield uh, United and Fulham, particularly the team against Fulham, because that was even one game prior and Dianya didn't even start. I feel like that that iteration of Albion is done, that they will have torn up the, the uh, rule book and they'll just say, right, clean slate from today. Uh, the rest of our season looks nothing like the first 22 games because yeah. there'll be new people in the door um, that will hopefully liberate the likes of Diangana when he comes back um, Grant Robinson Diana Pereira going forward we've got so much talent in the squad and it's just yeah. like we've been we've been so defensive and so poor I, I think maybe now we are we're getting towards no chance you might see the shackles come off those players a little bit. Yeah, uh, it yeah. would be a, be a strange one, but 
there's something something telling me if you know Spurs haven't been that great recently. Something telling me oh, we might nick a result, but they play tonight. Um, they could beat Chelsea tonight and then turn up and just roll us over. But Spurs without Harry Kane are a little bit of a different animal. I wouldn't be surprised if it was one of those random games where we get a point, but I can't see it. Um, I'm going to go two. No, I'm going to go three, one Spurs. Um, I think Spurs will, will score a few goals because even without Harry Kane, we're just inviting people to score at the moment. So I'm going to go three, one, three, one Spurs um, with the asterisk that it might not, it might be a difficult one to predict because it might not look anything like any previous Albion side this season. Um, sure. JB, what do you reckon? Be kind. I no, no. I'm going. I'm Wolves played Spurs in the middle of this poor run. Yeah. Over Christmas, and that is one of the one game Spurs scored in the first. I think it was forty-seven seconds yes. or fifty yeah. something there, and from that moment on, we pummeled Spurs. And Spurs are for me one of the poorest sides I've seen, and yeah. we 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 were exceptional that night. Like we we battered Spurs, and we only, we got the equaliser, and we Fabio Silva missed that header in the six yard box in the last minute. Yes. We had chance yeah. after chance after chance. We battered Spurs, right? And that was in the middle of Wolves' spell where we're not worst particularly run, playing yeah. worst run. And I agree with what you're saying. I think there might be a different Albion side come out. And I just, I can only go on what I've seen from to me. And I look at the, some of the, you've made some, I'm not going to say in any way you're going to survive or anything like that. But I just think there's going to be a different angle to the Albion play on yeah. Sunday. You've got, you've got the new lads come in. You're, you're, it's going to be a different dimension. I don't particularly think Spurs are one of the, the, the better sides in the, in the top sort of six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they are there to be got at, particularly without Harry Kane. Obviously, we we played we played against Harry Kane, and to be honest with you, he was he was he was shackled pretty comfortably. To be well, honest with you, he was, we he was played very well. Yeah, we played very yeah, well against yeah. Spurs earlier in the season and could have could have won yeah. that game if it weren't for a last minute Harry Kane winner. Like, yeah, Spurs so Spurs aren't as I've, good as as some I of think, the other teams up there. I think you've got a chance and. I mean, I think I would be sticking my head above the parapet if I went out and said Albion win. But I, th- I think you'll get a point. I'm going to go one all. Mm. I, th- I think I think you'll get a point. And I think I think I think you'll. I think it'd be one of those games where it's kind of like a deserved point as well. Yeah. I, I just think Spurs, I just think Spurs are one of those teams that if you're up for playing Spurs and you want and you want to get at them, they're there to be. T- and, and we must have felt like that that game. Man, I don't um, see how I don't see how we're going to be up for it though. <laughs> like we we just. I, I, met with, I, met, I, met, I met with I met with your new signings. I met, I met true, to, you know, true, if, true, true. If, it could if have he, a bit of he, a bounce. Yeah. If he starts three new signings, that's give or we, take. He will. Twenty-five. He, he will. Twenty. That, that, that's twenty. Yeah. Forgive my maths. Twenty-seven, twenty-eight percent of your staff eleven changed. <laughs> yeah. You know. You know. And 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 that is a huge percentage of, of players on the pitch. You know, yeah. it, it might be a new formation that's a bit crazy, but it might work. I don't know. I, I just, I yeah. could just see Albin getting something on Sunday, um, and and yeah, I think, I think, I think you'll get something. So. so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go one all. I'm gonna go well, one all. I'll take that now, JB. Do you have <laughs> anything to add before we sign off? No, mate. Um, just look after yourself. Keep safe. Hopefully, things too, are starting to get a little too. bit. Hopefully, start to get a little bit better soon. Um, without going all political, the old vaccine rollout and things looking a little bit brighter. Um, yeah, let's hope for a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe before the end of the season, we'll be able to do this podcast face-to-face. That'd um, be nice, wouldn't it? That would be really good. Wouldn't Over it, a beer, would. yeah. Over a beer, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, just like I said, guys, keep listening, keep sharing. Um, any feedback, positive or 
negative we'll take on board um as we are saying we are evolving week on yeah week on week sure. so um and one thing i do want to add is um there is there's a family member or not family member but close enough it's my brother's girlfriend is uh she runs an etsy business she runs a crafts um site and one thing she started doing recently is making um football key rings like the crests key rings and they are class they are like she got me one for christmas and i was blown away with the quality this is not a sponsored thing or anything like that she's not asked me to do this she doesn't even know i'm doing this Uh, but i'm gonna put a link on our twitter to um, her instagram page which is labor of love crafts um can you Not get some much. examples on there? Have we got any photos? Yeah, we will, we will. Get, 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 get them on, get them I'll on. I'll stick a Wolves and I'll stick an Albion. And then she actually does commissions as well. So if anybody's listening to this um, who is not an Albion or a Wolves fan, I'm sure that she would do one of those as well. I'll stick a link on our Twitter. And obviously you can find us on Twitter at BCRPod. Um, and we will see you in the next one, guys. Take it easy.